0: Tere kõigele, mina olen Andreise
1: Vaakin ja te kuulate Nulliks podcasti, kus me räägime inimestega, kes on teinud nullist ühe. Uh, ma pean väikse switchi tegema inglisi keelde, sest minu külaline täna tuleb kaugelt Austraaliast. Hi Louis! Hey Guy. how are you? Hi. How are you alright? Hi, hi. I'm good, I'm having a good day. It's a yeah. beautiful weather outside. Yeah, brilliant. Snows,
0: nothing can be wrong today. Yeah. yeah true. awesome.
1: Um, you know, funny fact. Like, I think this is the like first time. You know, I'm speaking actually one on one with uh, with an Australian. Like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 th- I think I've spoken to like people from New Zealand, but you know, it's not the same. Obviously. Yeah, that's like.
0: right. I've spoken to a lot of Latvians, so <laughs> don't worry about it, man. It's fine. Yeah,
1: it was it was really <laughs> funny. Like I, I, I studied in England like th- three four years ago, oh, okay, and it was nice. like it was like everyone's like you know calling names the from people from New Zealand. They're like, oh, are you Kiwi? You know, you Kiwi. Yeah. Like just making fun of them. But anyways, um, first of all. You know, thanks for being here. No problems. Uh Thanks for responding so quickly. I think you sent, sent you an email like on Wednesday. Or something. Isn't, it, isn't
0: it always weird when someone, you know, responds really quickly, yeah. like that person's not really yeah. a celebrity. They got nothing else to do <laughs> no, but come on no, your fucking
1: podcast. But, but I mean like, you know, it's so it's, it's like, you know, I send you an email on Wednesday. I think you, you responded like five minutes and like- Oh dude, like, I'm kicking ass. I, yeah. I am kicking
0: ass and taking names. Yeah. I fuck around. We're ki- yo. We're doing a lot of work. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. if you if you're talking to me in the middle of the day <laughs> and there's nothing too hard in your email, like no, like oh, here's a big decision you need yeah, to make. Yeah. I'll probably respond pretty yeah. fast. I mean, that's that's incredible because like you know,
1: not not mentioning names, some some people don't even like respond. So, <laughs> anyways, um, you know, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because like, you know, I, I used to go to your shows like Comedy Stoning, which we we'll talk about later. Um, like. In 2015, something like that. I used to go to the shows, funny as fuck. Um, I really enjoyed the shows. Um, back then I think, but still, it was it was pretty popular. That back then already. Um, like right now, you have obviously done such a great job with uh, with comedy stoner. Like people know about it. It's going you well.
0: Know, yeah, it's, yeah going it's, really it's, going, it's
1: going really well. You know, I've seen a lot of you know in social media and stuff mm. like that. You you killing it really, but um. You know, even back then, I'm not going to lie, you, you, when you went to the show, it was, you know, if you were late, you 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 you've fucked up. I mean, oh, you, yeah. ha- you had to go, you know, you had to f- sit in the front chairs and it's yeah. like, you know, this is the worst possible, like, <laughs> position you can we're sit in We're trying to send you a, a com-
0: message. We're trying, you got to show up on time. Yeah. We yeah. got a show yeah. to do. I yeah. got stuff happening. I like got comedians yeah. that need to get and put on. Yeah, especially so, on, the, like, uh, on a yeah. comedy night as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean,
1: if you sit in front of the chair, you know, like, you're going to get abused by the comedian, I mean. <laughs> But yeah, um, but that's not the thing. I mean, you were like, you came on and I remember that really, really precisely. Um, You were doing such a great job and I was thinking to myself, wow, I mean, he's a great host. He surely knows what he's doing. Um, It's really hard, you know, being a host, you know, you come there, it's like people expect expect to be like entertained they sure. want to be like as you, know, you tend to do as a stand-up yeah, comedy yeah, show mean, right exactly yeah, yeah. To- <laughs> you know you expect to be you know you know you, you're gonna laugh you know Sure. and you as a host come in there like the first person you're gonna like you know go warm mm. up you know you you just you know gonna lead the right person to the uh, to the audience i mean that's that's an incredibly hard job to do in my opinion um and you know that's why I kind of like really respect you for that, especially you coming like from another country right. to Estonia as well. Um, doing such a great job here. So, yeah, massive respect for you towards that. But um, for the people who have never been
0: to Comedy <laughs> Estonia, like tell them who is Louis Zezzerin. All right. So, Comedy Estonia is a group of stand up comedians. Uh, we started like eight years ago. I don't remember, something like this. Uh, and back then, there was no really stand up comedy. It wasn't really like, defined in the format that it is now. And we're a group. And now uh, we've just doing show after show building up. And now we are both, uh, we run events. So we promote events and we're putting on nights and and making that happen. And we're also a talent management agency. So we're looking after our artists, growing their careers, not just selling a show, but like, what do you want to do in six months? What do you want to do in a year? Cool, you want to do that? Here's how we're going to, or how we're going to get to that goal for you. So event management and talent management is what we've- we realize internally what we do. And when we understand that they're actually two quite separate jobs, uh, this has helped us a lot. And now we're moving forward. So we do comedy shows and yeah, people have been very nice and yeah, yeah. stuff all the time. But you know, you come
1: just, you know, stop really quickly about, you yeah. know, you come from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you end up here? Sure. Like, what is,
0: what brought you to Estonia? Yeah, so I was uh, in 2006, um, my friends and I went on Euro trip 2006. We didn't know what was up. We came to Europe, we, these Australian back, three backpacker guys, yeah. we were, but I was 26. So we, we'd we had a How little- How old p- did you know? 38. Oh shit.
1: <laughs>
0: no, but honestly, so the, I, I so wouldn't tell you so it too. was like uh, 38. Like, uh, I would say like 30 max. I know my immaturity is yes. very, <laughs> very high. Um, so we already, cause we were 26. We had like a little bit of money behind us. So we bought like an old shipbox, old Volvo in Sweden. We drove it all around Europe, had a great time. Yeah. And somehow we went, I went to Estonia and that's a long story, but I just kept coming back. And the coming back option was, oh yeah, I bought a laptop at Audi. And uh, I bought the laptop from Audi in Tartu. And it was like, I need a laptop in 2006. And I remember going, well, I'm a traveler. I don't have nothing, I can't download anything. So I went to Audi, I'm like, I need a laptop and I need a copy of Windows. Yeah. And they went, what? <laughs> buy it? <laughs> what? And the dude was like going through a drawer and he's like, oh yeah, you can buy this one if you want. And I went, all right. Yeah. And that was 2006. And then I broke it and I had to keep coming back. Long story. Um, and it just developed this relationship with Estonia that I had. Uh, and I kind of knew that I liked being here, but I didn't know what my purpose was yet. Yeah. And the reason that I think I've done pretty well in Estonia is that I lived two years in Sweden, had a Swedish girlfriend, And I flaked out of that. I just did not fit into Swedish society at all. And then I lived for a year in in Finland and it was all right, but I was, you know, so while I think I've done pretty well here, I did fuck it up two times in two other countries already (laughs) to learn how do you integrate, how do you get into it, how do you build a life for yourself? And it was the purpose. And I was like, I like that place, but I don't know what I'm doing there. And then the comedy thing kind of grew up and I was like, oh, this is a thing we can- Well, yeah, it's like, oh, we can just do it at least. It's not like, oh my God, it's going to be huge. And we're going to have Jimmy Carr. It's (laughs) going to be amazing. No, it's just, you just start doing shows. Yeah. So, but I also knew I have a background in computer science. Yeah. So I have a master's of computer science from uh, there. I've done a lot of IT consulting. I worked on this fucking X-Road system we have in (laughs) Estonia. Oh my God. And, but I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. And that's also what's driven me that I did it and I was like good at it but I knew it wasn't my thing. And I still yeah. spent a few years in the middle kind of wandering the yeah. earth. And that included these years in Sweden and Finland. And then eventually I was like, oh, comedy, Estonia, yep, bam, let's do it.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, you came here, was it like, were you like a comedian before that? Or you just, you know?
0: No, not really. In Australia I had done, okay. So the year before I came in 2005, yeah, I quit my job doing IT really? and I had just signed up to just help like student theater mm-hmm. at the local unit, at the university okay. it was down the street and there was a theater group. And I was like, Oh, these guys are interesting. Mm-hmm. And I started to help out just, I don't have no, I've never been to a theater. There was not so much as a piece of artwork in mm-hmm. my household. I love my parents, but they're not, I wouldn't say they're artistic people in any way. Yeah. Um, so I had quit my job and I'd started to be involved in theater, having no artistic background and, they, these people were amazing. They're were, they were over the moon, like, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm emotional and oh, yeah. I do this. And they had these crazy ways, but, but I found what I could give them was a structure. I was like, all right, I'm a project manager. And then I worked out the managing a theater show. It was not that different to managing an IT yeah, project. Yeah. Yeah, there's some budget, there's some tasks that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the fundamentals, fundamentals are the same. Are, yeah, saved, so yeah. I just stepped in, I gave them the most basic structure and yeah. things ran well, and they were able to show me about art and show me what it's like to be this whole other side of life. And yeah. that's, that's what started it, I think. And I'd run, I did, when I was in Sweden, I'd run a comedy night. Um, and I'd run my very first comedy night on my own. And also I'd had a bit of a bad experience. I had a partner and he wasn't a very nice guy. But through that bad experience of running a comedy show in Sweden with a bad partner, I realized how I wanted our group to be. So by being fucked over initially by someone else, I realized all the values and the way that I want in our own group. Yeah. And that's sort of what set us on you this, know, this, this especially path. especially
1: like when you make these kind of mistakes, like in the beginning, you know, it's it's, it's a lot easier, like you know, when you come back here and done, you you know what to do already, like because <laughs> you are already fucked up, but sure. like afterwards, you know, you can you know here you can you know grow your success. You, you know?
0: need that as much as there are yeah. you know some people in your life that you might think, ah, oh, that person was a fucking dick, or they didn't work out, yeah. or they were difficult. Like there is often it's so hard to admit, like oh that person fucked me over, yeah. but. The lesson from it was so good yeah, that yeah do I do I think that was still a good experience somehow I don't know but yeah. I think we've all had those in our lives. Yeah.
1: But you know, I've got I've got to ask like, you know, very interesting like changes of, you know, career path, yeah. you know. Like you're going from computer science, um computer mm-hmm. science degree from a comedian. Like what you what's your parents say to you know, to that.
0: I'd long ago stopped listening to them yeah. in any way whatsoever. Uh and bless them, then they weren't also trying to tell me anything yeah. either. Um, I was already over here. So I was in Europe by this stage. So, so just, I'm just you know, They, they know nothing about what's kind of what I would tell them and so forth. So I think they first came, they've been to Estonia a few times. They're coming in summer again. A week in town, what the fuck are my parents going to do for me? (laughs) If you want to help, if you want to look after my parents or something for a week, uh, it's happening in June. Uh, Give me a call. Um, I think it was, they saw one of the shows we did at Kino Supras back in the day, the the Lewis and Stewart shows. I forget which, who were on with them. And when they saw that, I think they got it. They didn't know what this thing was, but then they saw the whole operation happening and they're like, all right, this is fine. Yeah, no, that's mm. good. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's great to have, like, if, if, you know, the parents see, you know, you're actually succeeding in the thing you do, you know, they are supportive because, because mm. I you know, like, lo- loads of like parents as well who are like, oh, yeah, no, I want to. I want you to do that. Mm. And you know, eventually like people, you know, start listening to, to their parents. Like, I mean, they know nothing better, And that's why like loads of loads of my age people. Like, you know,
0: I think that's why I, one of the reasons I like Estonia is because I don't have any of that social pressure on me. So, Men in Estonia have even less social pressure. (laughs) Uh, I'm a foreign man. I'm single, I'm 38, I'm a foreign man. I have no social pressure. No one's telling me to do nothing. And I actually really like that. That I, in Australia, I think there's a lot of social pressure to do that. Maybe maybe just in your own culture, that's always gonna be go to the school, get the education, go to the university, get the job, get the career, get the mortgage, keep on going from there and I could never accept it. I just, I tried and it wasn't working. So I enjoy being away from that, and I can yeah. just set my own rules for everything. So
1: you know, you started your like this group theater group in in, in Australia, and you came here backpacking and stuff. Like, where do you like? When did you decide? Like, oh shit, that that comedian thing and that kind of management thing is like this game. You know, it's I'm good at it, and sure. you know, when when did you decide that you know I'm gonna like you know go all in.
0: Um, I think in that I had already given up IT by this stage. So I'd start, I was living in Stockholm and I was like, I'm really bored. I've got this job teaching IT stuff like two weeks a month. I'm getting enough money to live, which is fine. But I've got two weeks, I'm sitting around my bum doing nothing and I'm going nuts. So I started to do stand-up comedy. I saw there was a lot of open mics in Stockholm and I was like, yeah, this is cool. And uh, when does it? And then, okay, so the story then goes that Eric Sufert contacted me. Uh, he was an American who was living here in Tartu. yeah. And he's like, oh, I see you've got this connection to Estonia, online, your blog, you do a bit of comedy, what's up? Yeah. And we started to talk and I was like, well, no one's doing a comedy show. Let's do, do, why don't we just fucking do a show? Yeah. And he was like, I got these two buddies, Andre Tuch, Stuart Johnson. Why don't I invite them? We'll do that. Yeah, I remember Those, those, those guys. guys yeah. And then I said, well, I've been living in Sweden. I know a few headliners. I got a buddy who'll come over for cheap. If we suck, it doesn't matter. we yeah. got a guy who'll finish the show, it'll be fine. Yeah. And then we're like, mm, all right, let's do a show then. And you do one and you do the next one. And I think it was through that organic process. It was through the organic process of it and that I was here yeah. with nothing to do, like nothing else. And maybe in very some subconscious level, I was like, this is, all right, I like this, I'm going to do it. Because yeah. I'd had those years of going, mm-hmm. This yeah. sucks. I don't know what my purpose is. You, you, you
1: know, you didn't really have anything to lose as well. Cause like, you
0: know- Sure, you, what does it matter? You can yeah. always go back and do that. And yeah. this is that other thing about life's lessons. Do I regret spending up to 25 years having done IT? Such a hard one to say, right? Yeah. Because could I, you know, what if I was Daniel Weinbergs and yeah. I was starting when I was a comedian when I was 17, yeah. how fucking good would I be 20 years later? Oh God. Uh, but on the other hand, that IT degree gave me the money to start this. Gave me, I got the life experience as ready. Uh, and even today, like my job for the last few months yeah. at Comedy Estonia is I'm focusing on growing us as a company, our internal systems. Yeah. So I've got to do business work. I got to put in a CRM, we're using Pipedrive. Wow, uh, you know, all this software, yeah. right? I'm redoing yeah. our website. I can do all of that. There's a lot of shit which is so much easier when you're technically minded. Working out a sound desk, working out how that mm-hmm. software works, I've got some insight yeah. into that. So I can never truly say, "Oh, that was wasted time." Yeah. I mean, like especially like nowadays, because like you know,
1: my age people are going like, "Oh, I'm twenty. I'm not. You know, I'm not earning like money. Like, mm. or I'm not. I don't have this. I don't have that." You know, um, we live in this kind of world where, where you know, like. Um, you see on Instagram, you scroll on an Instagram, and you see that Oh, all these rich kids, oh, and you just start you, you start you know your jealousy comes in, like, and you just feel like you you're failing, you yeah? know. But like at, at the same time, you, you should like think that you know you're let's say you're 20 years old, mm. and you've got so much time. You you, you, know, sure. you know you're 38, and you still have so much time. I mean, you don't have to rush any anything. I mean, if you're 20, you just. Go out and, you know, do things. Yeah, I would like, say they
0: do things. Just don't do nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just do something, whatever it is. Do you like it? Just go for it. Uh, that The worst is just doing something you don't like or you don't want. I mean, you can do a job though. If you If you are doing something you don't love or you're like, oh, it's okay. Like, I mean, the classic is, I'm just going to do this degree. I'm going to get this job and so forth, right? Yeah. That might be fine. Maybe that job isn't your passion, but then it's like, well- I'm uh, maybe what I really want is a family and a wife and then I'm going to have kids. And the, that's, if that's my super goal in life, then I don't mind. Yeah. I've got that accounting job. Yeah. So it doesn't I mean, it's, matter it's got- if you're doing something boring, yeah. but there's still got to be this fundamental thing that you want from your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, these kind of like degrees and stuff, I mean, they're going to help out eventually. But, mm. but like, if you know, you know, you're doing your comedy thing, I'm doing my music thing, you know we know that, you know, this is, this is our passion, you know, sure. like and we, you know, we're gonna go far with it and we're never going to get bored. It, this doesn't feel like a job to us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, do things and eventually I promise you, you're gonna, you're so. gonna find the thing. Eventually,
0: know? and look, it's tough. It's so easy to go, well, yeah. you're just going to find yeah. your thing. <laughs> start doing it. it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, no, it, it was, well, I mean, I didn't discover comedy until I was 30. Yeah. So you may change. Yeah, you his, made, his, I didn't, didn't points, know it existed. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing that I can do. I didn't yeah. know that was in my world. Maybe the world changed around us, and we didn't. I don't know. Now it's the gig economy. Now everything's changed. We can. Yeah. Uh, we're not so tied into. I need to have this job for life. And this one career for life. So yeah. maybe, maybe the flip side of seeing every Instagram kid is that society has actually changed yeah. to allow us to do these sort of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically,
1: you came to Estonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started uh, comedy Estonia in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did that? Cro- Process like go by. I mean, you you couple of guys, you know, got together and you you know started thinking that oh let's do that. And how 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 was the process? You know, from 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 you know 2010 to like now. Now. Like how how did it start out and like what was the process towards now?
0: Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, because at first it's so organic. We're just coming together doing these shows, and I had some background in marketing. Uh, True, my my my. How can we make it personal? How are we getting these people in? I'd already thought extensively about that from the thoughts on it. I wish I had a more succinct, better answer for you than we just started to do it. Yeah. Like I just started to arrange the shows the best I had, well, hustle the best I can, yeah. put on the next date uh, and balance trying to learn lessons without taking too much risk at once. Mm-hmm. is always a big thing, I think. So mm-hmm. I want to learn, we love, we'll do an experiment. Like I love experimenting, I love new things and to, mostly our shit doesn't fuck up too bad. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, but how to not bite off more than you can chew, uh, when to know when to back out. Like we did a few months and then we were like, let's do a show in Parano. All right, well, it's just an hour away from Thailand, hour and a half, mm, it'll be fine. Yeah. And we, bam, we got this hard lesson straight up. It doesn't matter. No one knows us there. Doesn't matter. It's an hour and a half away. Like at that stage back then, mm-hmm. we had no exposure. Yeah. couldn't get a venue. Didn't know what we would want. People were, didn't had not heard of comedy Estonia, and we actually had set a date, had it on sale, and then I think we even no, we hadn't had it on sale, but we still cancelled it. Like trying to learn our lesson without failing too badly. yeah, yeah. was always in my mind from the beginning.
1: Yeah, but what, what, what was some like challenges? Like you know, True. you were like you know, you start out comedy Estonia. Like what what were some challenges? You know, like you know, it's a business still. Like, I sure. mean, you didn't start, you, you said you'd start out like organically, but, mm. but it's still kind of business after all. Um, what was some some of the challenges you, you faced during that, you know, starting time?
0: I think when you've got a group of people who just come together to do something, yeah. uh, there's no structure to that, yeah. not organically. So those people need to work out their own structure between them. Like, okay, I'm the, the and to say like, and I will say this because I'm the leader, that the leader (laughs) isn't taking over. The leader is like, well, every ship needs a captain. Every group needs a leader. Uh, That doesn't mean they're the most biggest or best or something like that. That just means they're the best at leading. That doesn't mean they're the best at all the other things. Um, So defining who we are in the group took a while. Mm -hmm. Um, What our roles are and how do we play.
1: Um, Does that thing like, do you have to do that like from the beginning or like you just, you know, the time will tell, you know, like, who's who's the leader? What do you think? Like, you know, if some, say a group starts, you know, their own kind of thing, do they have to like decide who's the leader, who's doing this, who's doing that, or just everyone does that, you know, whatever they
0: want. I think what you've just described sounds like every university project that's ever been done. And this is why I hate university. Like my friends tell me, oh, we've got this group project. We've all been there, right? Four of us, one person never showed up. (laughs) One person was doing all the work, the other two, right? And they're like, well, you've got to work in a group because that's what the real world is like. The real world is not like that. If you work in a company or an organization, you have a structure. There's already some idea of who you are. You are not four random people coming together. I'm talking about about doing the work, right? And how do you know when to fully give yourself to that project? And how do you know that, oh, is that going to be a good thing? Or when do you take that step? Um, Do the best that you can to mitigate, like you got to live, how am I going to have rent? Uh, you know, if you're a young person and you're like, I want to do that, whatever that thing is, but I'm worried it's not a constant stream. How am I going to do it? Of course you don't have a plan. You've just thought of that idea. Of course you don't have a business plan for it. You got to do the best things you can. Like you still got to pay rent. You're still going to have to eat. Maybe you can pull all those expenses down somehow. Uh, get rid of, I don't know, if you've got a car or something, get rid of it. Who knows, pull those expenses down and jump in and I would say that there, there's a point where you've got to just jump in and just do it, you know, just yeah. do it, just try. And uh that's why for us, like uh, several of our comedians live off the money that they make from mm-hmm. Comedy Estonia. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean they're living rich. Like it's right on the border. Yeah. Cause part of what you do with talent management is what you, what you want to do is get an artist to the level that, they can just live off that. Because once that happens, there's a huge relief. Like if you got to do your music production, yeah. but you still got to go work, like let's say even five hours, eight hours a day, this is a yeah, context switching, yeah. all that stuff. But if I can get my artist to the level that he can just live from it, then he doesn't have to worry about anything else. He can just focus on yeah. writing jokes it, it, and the comedy. and. Uh, and that's a nice thing about Estonia yeah. that if you are a young person and you are dedicated to what you want to do, you, and you're like super motivated about it, you can live pretty cheaply still, right? You can find a way, you can yeah, do so. that, You, it's still possible. So a few of the guys have just got themselves up to the stage to say, I'm going to live off the two minute noodles. I'm going to, you know, not have holidays and all that sort of shit because I just want to live off the comedy. Just, you know, sacrificing. And you sacrifice because you're thinking of that goal. I want to be an artist and this is how we get there. So,
1: um, jumping in. Being an artist, like, you know, you, you don't have this kind of like a path you go like, with, with just working in a regular no nine to five, to nine to artist, five job, yeah. you know? You just have to do it yourself and this, it takes time. You it's know, It's so
0: hard and that's why we focus on talent management as well because it's not the artist's job to know that necessarily, yeah, right? Yeah. The artist has ideas about where they want to go with their career or they may have very firm ideas. Yeah, I want to do this, I want to have so many specials, I want to be on this radio station, cool. Or they may not yeah. and guiding them and helping them and going, here's what I think you can do in a year. And they go, oh yeah, I like that. Or they want to be like, oh, I want to, what I actually want to do is do more radio. Cool, okay, I'm going to help you do that. So, cause art is like, how do you, if you, I wouldn't even know, you're going to be a singer. Fuck, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. Yeah, I get into bars, I don't know, you get a band, you start singing <laughs> any chance you get. If you want to be a painter, oh my God, I wouldn't have a clue. a writer, Jesus, I would just, I mean, the first thing you would do is just write as much as possible. just yeah. Paint as much. Do whatever you do as much as possible. Yeah. But as a career, just become better. It, it's know. so hard to know what that is. Yeah.
1: But with with the you know with the artists in comedy Estonia, like mm. you know you said they got on, you know on the borderline where you know they can live off that. Mm. But that's already like a big achievement because like from there, like there are endless possibilities. Right. Like you you know you can obviously fall down, but like sure. if you're there in Estonia, especially like. I mean, everyone knows you and like, if they like you, they're going to invite you and they're like extra money as well from there. You know, it's just endless possibilities. There is. I mean,
0: that's a small market. That's see, this touches on the idea that we have a uniquely small market here in Estonia that it's like, yeah, I can do that. Uh, Some people said to me in the beginning of Comedy Estonia, whoever does the first thing of something in Estonia, typically like dominates, I don't use dominate, but anyway, you know, typically gets ahead. Yeah. And I always saw it as, okay, so the, the the Soviet Union collapsed 25 years ago. It was new Estonia. I love those stories from the, oh my God, the wild west stories from the old days. <laughs> I could listen to, I could get drunk and listen to Sander tell me those stories all night long. <laughs> Um, but it seemed to me like the dude who first brought Coca-Cola to Estonia. All right, he, yeah, the dude who first opened the first Toyota dealership. Yeah, You know, at first it was like, well, we don't have Toyotas. Everyone's got, we need Toyotas. And then all the big things, and then it became more and more obscure down the line. Then it was going to be the person who brought in, uh, I I don't know, the JBL speakers. Then it was the guy who imported (laughs) GoPro. But that guy who first brought GoPro, I bet you, I don't know who the hell that is. I bet you he's- doing well, yeah. <laughs> and, but then you start going more and more obscure. So then uh, whatever that must've been 20 something, 25, no, we only 25, 17 years later, we roll along and we go, well, we're going to do comedy for the first stand of comedy in this form, in this style, in this particular way. Yeah. Um, and it was more and more niche, but yeah, we've, you've got a first mover advantage, but you would be foolish to ride off that.
1: Yeah, you've yeah.
0: got to yeah take your first mover advantage and then pound it and then
1: do it. Yeah, especially like if you see some like some gaps in the market or something like just just really you know. I mean, we've been doing like all these like YouTube videos as well. Like, n- like nobody has done this before, it's and it's like really like it's going pretty viral. You know, sometimes you know go to a club and then oh yeah, you do, you are the guy who did that. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, thanks. Man. It's fascinating yeah, it's how brilliant. YouTube's yeah, yeah, taking yeah. off. That yeah. it's this
0: self. Promotion, yeah, uh, platform, and in terms of the the way art is, that's actually one thing we haven't done a lot of with comedy Estonia is being our own broadcast. Like we've got content, yeah, but we don't do our own broadcasts mm-hmm. because we focused on live shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that yeah, we do live. I think we do live really well. Like we're good at yeah.
1: That. I remember that was like like we're really, really good at that yeah. formula, and we're really yeah. good at
0: knowing how to do that. But what we don't have right now is broadcast. So. And Arimati and, and Mikael have done such a great job with the Tusi Soya podcast yeah, of yeah. making that, uh, like they, they're getting it out. They've got their own channel, that the last yeah. mile. And- Is that is that like related to comedy Stéronia or are you, 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 they are just, you know- No, it's on all, their all part own, of it. It's all, all part of, of what we do. Yeah. Um, I encourage all of our artists to have something else besides stand up that they do. Mm-hmm. And not just because like, oh, do something else. But like, you, if you are going to be this full-time comedian, that's eight hours a day that you gotta do stuff. You ain't doing stand up. You ain't writing your jokes for eight hours a day. Yeah. Find something else that you love doing. Yeah, and so I encourage them. For, is it a podcast? Is it a blog? Is it writing for Otelet? Whatever it is, you tell me, and together I'm gonna to help you do that other thing. Yeah, and with Tusi Soyad, that came from Ari and Mikhail quite organically, and I'm. Pretty. I'm a bit separate from that. Like I, I don't know nothing about when they do the episodes. I don't release. I don't know nothing about mm-hmm. that. Ari, Mati and I talk all the time. You know, I'm, I'm talking behind the scenes of them. He's telling me things. That's very interesting. I'm telling him some advice. Yeah. Um, and then I'm working on how to incorporate that into the greater Comedy Estonia whole. Uh, how does it, they want to do the live podcast. Cool. This is mm-hmm. cool. So how can we work together to make that? Yeah. Um, so they've got their own thing. But it's still compatible with the whole of what comedy Estonia does. Yeah,
1: well, this is kind of interesting. Like you said, you know, live podcasts. I mean, there comes a point where you kind of—I don't know if, if that's the right word to say. Like, you know, you, you get tired of the things that you you do. I mean, mm-hmm. you you always. I want to like push myself. You know, sure. if I do like this new sketch or something like that, I want the other one to be like a lot, a lot better. Okay. Like.
0: There's certainly, that. I mean, but there's also an understanding that you will go up and down. Yeah, right? yeah, true, true. That you, and that's what I've discovered after yeah. eight years. Like after eight, because at first with Comedy of we were like, if no one comes to this show, we're dead. No, we're going to have a night. <laughs> we're going to have an open mic and no one's going to come and it's yeah. over. That's it. Call, yeah. call the movers. We're gone. Yeah. And now we understand things go up and down. Thankfully, nothing's that yeah, bad, right? Yeah. But we know it doesn't matter, that was fine. Why was there not that many people there that night? Oh, who knows? It wasn't a payday. We hit the wrong night. There was a soccer game on at the same time. Yeah. Or it's just, there was less people at a show and that was even cooler because the even that was only half full, those half people really wanted to be there. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes the shows can be even better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that perspective to be able to see trends over time and ride them out is certainly one of the things that's changed us to know that we'll be all right. Yeah, just yeah. keep doing this, yeah. you're gonna be okay. So I think uh, I had a, a a little moment, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was h- smoking weed off my head and I was high out of my brain. Yeah. And it was when Arimati and Mikhail did, uh, they did a live um, just like an hour or of the Tusi Soyad that were in the um, Geni Radio Studios yeah. and they just put the camera up and Ari like put a banner up here and it was a handwritten sign and they went live uh, on the Facebook and I don't know it was like a hundred people watching mm-hmm. like, that's a hundred, 100, like you know a hundred yeah, it's it's like yeah, yeah. individual people yeah. that 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 watched that and I looked at it and I was like wait wait he's got his handwritten sign he's got his banner in the background what what is this? Tal a When did we go back to this? But that's because that's authentic. Yeah, that's organic. And I was watching them from the side, and it. I felt like I was watching, uh, like if you see you you got your favorite TV show, and then out of the vault they bring the fifteen-year-old pilot version that was once on some other show, and you're like, you know what I mean when you yeah, see that yeah, pilot yeah. of that show. Yeah, I felt like I was watching that. I felt like I was watching my favorite TV show, but the crappy pilot, <laughs> not, yeah, with a low production value, let's put it that way, from 15 years before. It yeah. was like you know, it was like watching Wayne's World, but the original sketches. Uh, yeah. Was that SNL? Yeah. You know the original SNL sketches version. Mm. Um, watching something before it became big, and I was like, um, I was very happy that night yeah. when I I just loved watching it. Because that was the real deal. I felt. Yeah. And uh, the fans, people seem to connect that it's not polished. They seem to get like it's weird. Like we want polished TV. We think and TV is a piece of crap because you know whatever. But we're happy to take it. We're happy to take a handwritten sign from a couple of guys on yeah, a phone. Right? Crazy, Why? Yeah. How do we consume you know, things and what I mean, do we expect it's, out it's, of it's different r- people?
1: It's really interesting, yeah. Because like in Estonia, like jumping back to like trends and stuff like that, mm. um, like it's it's I don't know. It's I love Estonia because it's like you know you can talk with your audience like so easily. I mean, you can interact with them. It's you know it's a small country, you know, mm. and everyone's like if you do something, they're like you know straight up either supporting you or just hating you whatever but like they're at least you know doing something that's why that's why I love I love doing my own thing and I'm sure you love doing your own thing because like everyone's like um are proud of people who you know are courageous enough to do things you know
0: it's such a weird uh balance of that in Estonia we've had recently in the last probably month we've had a big upswing on the number of negative comments on the videos that we post mm-hmm. and not negative, but like people going, why do they need to swear? And you know, uh, is this culture? And you know, what <laughs> yeah, the fuck yeah. is this? And this guy, yeah. there's no jokes. This is lame. And I love it. Oh, I love it it's more and more because it's never a cool dude. Yeah, you know, like you dudes writing, right? It's yeah. always some weird guy from the countryside. There's <laughs> like, this culture. Like, and I don't mean respect to that dude, like disrespect to that person. I'm not yeah. trying to go like, you're a piece of shit. You're terrible. Yeah. But so what we do, what I've been doing is every time <laughs> someone writes some shit like that, yeah. I click love on the comment Yeah. and not like, right? Cause like can be like, yeah, like whatever, right? Love is like, I had to press it and then move up yeah. and then across. You saw that I comment. I had to specifically yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah. that, right? Because whenever someone gives you negativity, come back with positivity Yeah. and they don't know how to deal with it. And it's like, if you're ever in road rage, laugh at them oh, they can't take it. They're all like, oh, you cut me off and all this. Unless it's a Russian guy banging at your window because he got out of the car, right? Then not so much. But if you want to get ahead, laugh at them because they can't, you just defused it, right? So that's what I'm trying to do with that. And my theory is that like, if you come to our comments page and you see like someone in, I don't know, in the countryside is like, "Is this culture? It's like, you get it, right? You're a sharp young person. You don't go like, (laughs) Maybe, maybe this person in the countryside has a point <laughs> about it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get it. So that's why I love it. Cause yeah, initially in the group, we were like, well, this is a negative comment. How does this reflect on us? What does that mean? I'm like, no, own it, go with it, yeah. display it more. We're not, I mean, we are a little bit mocking them, but we're trying to not be like, you, yeah, you it's terrible just, piece you know, of start, shit. Cause it's cause like very subtle, like, yeah, very sarcastic, yeah. right? Yeah. That the cool people will get it. Yeah. And because uh, all of, almost everything we try to do at Comedy Estonia, we do it because there's an intent behind it. And I don't so much care what my artists do. I care why they're doing Mm -hmm. it. Um, So if you can tell, if an artist can tell me why they want to do something, I'm like, cool, we're going to do that. Now we may not get there because they've had a big goal or they can't achieve that, but- they'll get better. Like, oh, my intent as an artist is to do that. Cool. Well, you're young. You'll get better over time. Yeah. What's more important is that you know what you want yeah, out you're, of it. Yeah. So we're very focused on small details because we love the intent behind it. And when I'm working out, so here's a difficult thing I have. Um, I have to sort of judge Estonian language comedians mm-hmm. when I do not understand. I mean, I understood your intro, right? Yeah. Sure, no problem. Yeah. But- you know, I don't understand the bits. I certainly don't understand the nuance and the, the subtle use of yeah, language yeah, or reference or something. And so you've got these young comedians that come into open mics. Let's say you're an open mic. You come along a few times, you do a bit, be like, well, Lewis doesn't understand what the fuck I'm saying. How does he, how can he possibly help me? Yeah. He doesn't understand. And what, I'm, what I do is I'm actually quite abstract from it. I, I can hear them laugh. I can hear the audience laugh. I I hear everything else but your words. Mm-hmm. I hear your rhythm, I hear your tone, I hear your pacing. Um and I'm actually really good at that now. Mm. Just from simple 8 years of like just analyzing watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like I'm, I'm yeah. no, no Sigmund Freud here. And <laughs> I can there's been a few of our newer comedians that I have to have that moment where I'm like, "I get it. Oh, I see it. I see what you're doing." Yeah. And that could come from me just working it out in their act. It can come from some of the other comedians telling me like, mm-hmm. oh, that person's doing that. It's really cool. We respect that. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Cool. Sometimes it happens when they, they do an English set and I see them all of a sudden in English. I'm like, ah, oh, right. Yep. Okay. I've heard yeah. enough of your words that I get where you're coming from. Cool. Because when an artist is doing something with intent, I can judge them on the intent, not the outcome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you know, who, perfect example the other day, Caspar Kickapil, new guy, he's doing funny comedy. Um, and it wasn't until I saw him in English that I got, so he's trying to be really arrogant, right? Um, this uh, act and he's, he gets on stage with balls, right? And yeah, he's like, yeah. his whole character is that he's very arrogant, very full of himself. And the final bit for that was when I saw him in English and I'm like, yeah, I get it. So no, I no longer worry with that guy yeah. if he's not getting laughs or anything. What I care more is how is he building that character? Mm-hmm. How is the the character may not always hit, but I'm interested in the specifics of the details of him building that because mm-hmm. yeah, more and more he will hit. More and more it will work mm-hmm. if he gets the intent right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm very focused on why. I'm always asking why do you want to do it? Yeah. Oh, and not like, but I'm like, cool, now I know, yeah. now let's do it.
1: Um, you know, you're talking about like these goals that you have with artists and some, what, what is what is the goal with like Comedy Stone? Like what's the final, where do you want to end oh, up dude, with? Dude, this do is, you know that?
0: I think that these are challenges that any organization faces to like, where are you going to go with this? What's up? Yeah. And I think that there is an extra challenge in Estonia that the market is so small. Mm-hmm. So if you're an artist in the UK, you're like, well, sure, I'm going to work the clubs and then I'm going to go maybe a small national tour, a few thousand tickets, this venue, that venue, then there's TV. Mm. The the sky is the limit. In Estonia, oh my <laughs> god. Um <laughs> you know, like and no disrespect, it's yeah. just it's what it yeah, is what it is, right? Yeah. You can it's see facts. the you see the prime minister walking down the street. You see Polter, yeah. you see no one's so exclusive, maybe Kurti because she doesn't hang out here, right? <laughs> no one else is that exclusive. You yeah. can't see them all the time. Yeah. So that is a really different market. Like I don't think that we're A-list celebrities by any means, mm-hmm. but what I do think is that there's the ceiling, right? If we're going from, we're looking upwards, we're like, oh, the ceiling's right there. We're not there yet, but it's, it's kind of there. Yeah. That's a weird level of motivation because if you're in the UK or a bigger market, you're like, oh, I'm going to be on the Radio City, the huge lights, 12,000 people in the stadium. Yeah. But here it's like, what? How do you keep an artist motivated when the ceiling is just there? You know, like Mm -hmm. just that. And Mm -hmm. so we've got to go deep with each guy and go, you know, Sander, for example, is very dedicated to doing a number of years of his solo show because he has a strong motivation that he wants to bring this culture to Estonia, this stand-up, you know, what we believe is a more authentic style of doing stand-up. Yeah, um, And he's really focused on that. Other artists, you know, Adi Matti, he's been doing amazing well here, but he's about to go to Canada for a year. Mm-hmm. And we're working on, we've been working very closely here and I'm going to keep supporting him from there. Like even- there's a new challenge for me that I can't manage him in Canada. He's, he's in Canada, yeah, right? Yeah, and it true. would make sense that he would get someone locally to help him locally here, but I would maybe work with that person more. I would still be advising Ari Marti. And then even if he's like, Yo, Canada's doing well. Uh, I think I'm getting somewhere, but I'm still broke as shit. I got no money because that's typical. That's a normal situation. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, bro, come back here for a month. We're going to do a national tour. You're going to make a little money and you can go back to Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, working even at, at that level. So um, it's so hard to, if you're building a group to know, because yeah, the market is small. Um, We have to, for us, it's the, individual challenges of each performer. Mm-hmm. What do they want to do is a real root of this. What does Sanda want to do? Was Ari, what does Mika want to do? What does all of them want to do? And then how does that fit into what we do as a group? Yeah. Um, that always evolves. Where does, okay. The first thing I know is that we aren't, we are thinking, yeah, six, 12 months, but five years, 10 years. And we're thinking about how to, um, What to say? If the market is this small, it's too easy to burn out. You know, uh, we know that in Estonia, you can be someone, you've got a show or do whatever that, whatever your yeah. thing is, we can pump you through the media cycle. We can have those three articles on Delphi, you can be on television, everyone knows you for a minute, but then it's gone, yeah. right? You, you've you artificially produced That's that up. Thing you have to, you know. Right, now our goal, stay there. our goal, we want to be around for 10 years. My goal is I want these guys to be cashing in on their retirement tour. Mm. I want That's what I want from them. They're like, oh, we're going to do that Willie Nelson retirement tour, pay off the tax man or whatever. Yeah, 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 You know, that that we're thinking that far ahead. And how do you get there? I believe in Estonia through a very slow rise, you cannot push them any further. Cause the other part is if you push a young artist to a bigger stage or audience or whatever it is. So you push them too fast, they're going to be shit. Yeah. And when they're shit, everyone's going to remember True. that they were shit. And you can't get back from that necessarily. You might have been that guy who tried to do a big show. It was terrible, big thing, whatever yeah. it is. Um, that's, But that's also our style. And I mm-hmm. understand that our style is not for everybody. And there are certainly other very legitimate ways of getting ahead in the media mm. and entertainment industry that are totally cool, but totally not for us. Yeah. But like, have you had
1: that, that kind of experience where, you know, you have a comedian and he, you know, suddenly he's like, bam, everyone knows him is like so successful. And then like, you know, from there he starts falling down. Like, what, what do you do? Have you had this kind of experience? First Um, of
0: all? not To a big degree, I think, because the group is very self-enforcing. I don't want to say self-balancing is a good word for that, Mm -hmm. right? Where the power of Comedy Estonia is our group. That we, stand-up comedians are inherently individuals, of course. But I understood from the beginning that the only way we're going to make it is that if we all work together. Because Mm -hmm. eight years ago, what have we got? Foreigners. And some idiot young people, like 22 year olds, some yeah. guy called Sander, some guy called Carl, who Who are these idiots, right? No yeah. one knows them. The only way we could get somewhere was by working together as a group. And we don't always have to agree, but we can be professional. We can be nice. We can work together on agreed goals. And when we all kind of face the same way and what we fucking get places. Yeah. Um, so that group culture is, very important to us because also we love comedy. We listen to the podcast endlessly. We're all huge comedy nerds, yeah. And so we're listening to our our heroes overseas who are like, "Dude, you're gonna have to grind away for twenty years. You're gonna have to do that. You're gonna have to do this." Like listening to how it really is yeah. to be in a big market. Yeah. So we're getting those fundamentals, and those listening to how our heroes do it, it helps keep us grounded and to know that. Okay, that's a bit, you're pushing a bit too fast Mm -hmm. there. Just chill out. Six months later, won't make a difference. So has someone blown up and they've gone down? Not really, I think, but through very precise uh, thought, Like we're very, like this isn't a random accident. We've worked towards having a group like this.
1: But like, let's say that, you know, a person isn't like... um, involved with comedy sound. He's just, you know, random person does something, puts it out, gets viral. You know, he has his like 15 minutes of fame, whatever. Um, and then he starts, you know, crashing down and he, you know, he's feeling low. Like, what would what you think that person should do? I mean, obviously he's talented. He's done something right. Mm-hmm. But like, how does he keep that influence? Like, okay,
0: um, I think, okay, so you do something, you're working, and then there's a bit of a boost. yeah, And it's like, what do you do? I think that you, Hmm. First, okay. The, the first part is who do you want to be as an artist first? Who are you? have to come back to who are you? And the better you understand who you are, mm-hmm. the simpler these choices make. And I was thinking today uh, about what's the name from the Proviabiello, what's the name? Helen, Helen? Right, Helen, right. What the fuck is going on with this chick? She's pregnant, fucking Calvacala's out the door and she's (laughs) riding her, getting her 15 minutes. So you know what I say to you, Helen? Fucking ride on. (laughs) Ride your fifteen minutes now. That's not a career for me. Yeah, that's not a career for anyone yeah. to do stand up comedy. But she's decided. Okay, so she's on that, and she's like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna let Calvin knock me up, and then I'm gonna go for it. I'm <laughs> gonna ride that fifteen minutes." So yeah. she's made a decision for her career based off her own values. Now, if those are her values, then are my values. But if that's her, cool. Yeah. Do that. That is a legit. Do you. That's yeah. That's a legit career path for you. Um, this is why. Comedy Estonia, we only do our own thing because we know who we want to be, stand-up comedians. And we want to be stand-up comedians that are respected internationally. Mm -hmm. Like our kind of guideline is if we tell our comedy buddies overseas about our stuff, do they think like, yeah, that sounds legit. That sounds like a legit way to do comedy and Mm -hmm. a legit process. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of our end goal with that. Um, So, and by knowing that, that helps influence our choices so much. Mm. We look at a, an event, an opportunity, something is happening and go, does that sound like us? So because we know so well who we are as a group, choices become much easier. And then we can say, oh, we want to do that. How does Comedy Estonia do that? Well, here are the key elements of our style. Um, you know, we, Anyway, we take the key elements of our style. How would yeah. that apply to that new project? Cool, mm-hmm. let's do it. And you can do that on a group level or even as a person, mm-hmm. which is what Helen has done. So yeah, sure. Like I get it, ride it, ride the wave, honey. Like <laughs> if that's what you want to do. So yeah. do you think like, like there's
1: a lot of artists, like independent artists in Estonia, like, do you think they need someone to
0: help them out? Or are they, you know? I'm inherently biased to think yes, because my job is, hey, do you think your job is needed? Yeah, yeah, it turns out <laughs> I do. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so, you, yeah, yeah, I do get you. Um, We had a lot of, push back in the beginning because I always wanted us to be, well, in those first early days when Dylan first came was years ago. Um, and then I first started to understand what professional management is from mm-hmm. just seeing it from his manager. And I was like, we need to do that. We need to be like that. Um, is, and, and so then I started to treat the guys like that. And then, so people would call us up like, hey, we're interested in Sander. Can we get Sander's phone number? Very common, normal way of making an inquiry in Estonia for someone, right? And we were like, oh, cool. Thank you for contacting. Uh, If you'd like to tell us about your opportunity, we represent Sander uh, in his artistic stuff Mm -hmm. and we will talk to him and communicate and we'll come back to you. And then nothing. (laughs) And to those, uh, uh, because they were like, People, and some people get angry at the beginning, like, yeah. what the fuck are you. Like, no, we're just, we're not trying to but be arrogant. We're just of- trying to play the role, yeah. fake, a little bit fake it till you make it, play the role now until we, yeah. so now because we did that back then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: now that things are getting serious, we've already got our procedures in order. We already know what a manager is, what an artist is, cause we were already doing it from the start. But there was a lot of resistance in the beginning and a lot of like, who the fuck is this peer group of people? Who? Why is this nobody got a manager? What level of arrogance must this be? Yeah. This nobody kid has a manager talking for him, um, particularly this foreigner who can't speak. In, what the fuck is this, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. do I think so? Yes, because you need the guidance. You need the the freedom to be able to produce your art. And, your, and that's not to say that you are hands off. That's not to say that you- Oh, uh, I just sit in my studio. No, you need to still plan your career. Yeah. You still have your goals. You're still working towards that. But the manager helps guide you, helps give you structure, says, I think this is achievable. Um, I think, you know, you've got where you want to be. Here's how I think mm-hmm. we can do this. Mm-hmm. And then the artist says, cool, I like that idea. Or that plan doesn't fit with how I am. Mm-hmm. No, let's not do it. Or, you know, I can't be with you or here's my modifications of the plan. So you need that structure around you. Yeah, Um, I think once you get to a certain level, but finding that person, what if you're a young artist and uh, what if you're a young artist and you like, how do you look, I don't know how to do this. Well, cause I, cause we, Grew up together, yeah. Which is what's helped us. So with the core group of guys, Sander, Ari, Carl, Arado, Mikhail, uh, Daniel, uh, Rauno, these guys, we because we as they've evolved, I've evolved as a manager. Mm-hmm. So you together. We've grown up well. together, right? Yeah, We're yeah. like group of friends who've grown up together, but yeah. artistically. So mm-hmm. that's how we kind of know each other. And now I have a new challenge, which is we have so many new people who want to come along and try open mic, and mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Some of them are doing very well. Uh, the group is so large. I don't have a time to sit every Saturday night to have a beer with that person because there's so many people, but I still want to be part of their lives. Yeah. I still want to know what's happening with them. They probably, I don't know how they view me, but they go, oh, he's the guy in charge of Comedy Estonia. He's, you know, I, I, I don't know how they view me, but it's not the same relationship. And I have to learn as mm-hmm. a leader to evolve and adapt to that mm-hmm. and make sure that we still keep who we are, but, now it's a new phase. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. But if you're a young person and you want that, I guess look for that person in your life maybe. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I get signed to a label or I was signed mm-hmm. to an agency mm-hmm. because you may well be, yeah, that very small fish. Um, uh, maybe in Estonia, all you need is a motivated friend that you can work very closely with. That's a bit more organized, yeah. a bit more structured and is willing to take that journey with you to grow as you grow in that position. And that can be a very powerful, you know, double act Mm -hmm,
1: there. mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of running out of time. But like, I want to ask you this, you're 38 now, Um, I'm 21, what what would you say to your, you know, 21 year old self (laughs) right (laughs) now?
0: (laughs) Oh my God, stop eating KFC. (laughs) Uh, I stopped, We don't I was really even factored. have key KFC in Australia. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> no, That's why. I'm, that's why I could get fit in this country. Yeah. There's no KFC. Yeah, really, yeah. there's no KFC to tempt me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Until I was 25, I was like 105 kilograms. Seriously. So the first thing I'd be like, fucking go to the gym, Jesus. you fat prick. <laughs> be the first thing I would say yeah. to myself. Yeah. Um. God, what would I do? That because that comes back. to, I was talking earlier. Do I regret? doing IT until 25 years. And I don't have an answer for you. Do, should I have changed? I don't know. Just do is the advice I have. Do it. Um, uh, I'll give you an example with Daniel. Uh, Daniel Weinbergs, he's just done his first solo hour. He's a young guy. He's put his first hour together. It's a big moment for a comedian. He's done a couple of shows. This was very nice. And Daniel would come to me and say, I'm going to make some videos to be online. And he would say, yeah, but can you help me out? I'm gonna need a camera. I need a couple of costumes and maybe a light. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Daniel, okay, good idea. Take your idea. I bet there's a core in your idea that you can do today. I bet you your idea doesn't need a costume, a particular light. I bet you you can do it with just a camera and you go. Like don't wait around to make it a bit better. Just do it today. Um, and I would, for a while, a couple of weeks, I was just yelling at him like a drill sergeant, make a video today, I don't care. Just make it today with whatever you've got. Yeah, Do it today with whatever you've got. Don't sit around cause you're like, oh, if only I can get that next bit of equipment or that help or that thing or that just, I bet you your idea has a core that in 2018 with the technology and the things that, I bet you, you can do it today mm-hmm. um, and do it today is yeah. my advice to young people. and do it until it doesn't make sense anymore and then do something else.
1: Yeah, well we had we have these this kind of like um ending where a guest like says a challenge to the p- people you know viewing um okay. listening um you know just a challenge where y- you know you say to them like what what do you want them to do? Mm-hmm. But I, I think you said it right. No really? that's it, that's the core. Yeah. Find whatever yeah. that thing
0: you've been putting off going what's the core? Or, and that's why I'm always asking why. Yeah. Intent. When I was like, Daniel, okay, you need some lights. What's your intent? He started to explain to me the concept. And I was like, dude, you can just, yeah. I think he ended up doing it just with audio even, <laughs> you know, like how stripped yeah. back that could be. Yeah. Um, because like with anything, you've got to do a podcast or a video, whatever. You've got to do a hundred times before you get anywhere with it. Yeah. So don't fuck around like, oh, it's got to be perfect. No, just make a hundred shitty ones first. Yeah, but
1: that's that's, that's Lewis is like, I'd, I'd say a challenge. Yeah. Find know, the core it. of what you yeah. want to do because I it, bet yeah. you the
0: core is achievable in a much shorter amount of time. Even if you like,
1: you you don't really need anything. I mean, if you want to do video, just take out your, take take out, take take Put a shitty thing like,
0: like, like, like with Adi and Mikhail did. It doesn't have to have high production. In fact, we don't want high production value these days. The market
1: like will decide whether or not, you know, they like it. Absolutely. But
0: yeah, I think on that
1: note, um, we're going to finish this. Thanks again. It was, it was really great uh, having you, you here. It was. I enjoy that so much. Um, so thanks for being here again, um, and I'll see you guys uh, on the next episode. Um, so yeah,
0: bye. Thank you. Bye bye.